Brackets are busted everywhere thanks to a whole gaggle of upsets. Who had Oral Roberts in their Sweet 16? Yeah, sure you did. Ever hear of the Mediocre Golf Association? Yeah, that's a real thing. And rejoice, Bear fans. Ryan Pace has found your quarterback. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 Grab a beer and hit the couch, sports fans. It's time for another episode of Monday Morning Couch Potatoes. Uh-oh. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Bring an in-your-face sports talk from Chicago, Dallas, Las Vegas, and beyond. And go Bears! And listen in to find out who'll get run over by this week's Smack Wagon. All that and more coming at you on this week's episode of Monday Morning Couch Potatoes. Here are your hosts, Ron L.V. Wrights and Timothy T-Dog Wiltberger. Well, potato heads, it's been a crazy March madness kind of thing. It's, It's been maddening. It's been maddening. I think that's a perfect word for it. So, folks, uh, this is the first time in a 28-plus podcast, I think, so far, that we actually have uh, Timothy T-Dog Wilberger in the studio. Oh, baby, I'm here. What do you hear? What do you say? There you go. Well, here's what you're going to hear. You're going to hear some college basketball. You're going to hear some mediocre golf association. Yeah, what the hell's that all about? You're also going to hear a little bit of football. Hey, maybe we'll throw in a little bit of MLB too. Why not? Yeah, why not? It's a whole. Uh, it's like a potato salad worth of crap. Potato salad. Well, we know what's making up the crap in that salad. <laughs> Do we? Yeah. Okay. Quarter, quarterback of the Chicago Bears. They found their quarterback. <laughs> Bear fans. So on that note, we're gonna crack open our brewskis. Oh yeah. Go right ahead is, there. There we go. Oh, there you that go. Good. Oh. Uh oh. I need a bib. Need a bibbity boo. Here, let me go ahead and do mine too. Well, that's tasty. Gonna need a lot of them after this. Uh, after this uh, March Madness weekend, the NCAA basketball. Mm. Jesus, I. You know what? I gotta give. We gotta give props to our, one of our potato fans, uh, though. Yeah, let's set up the premise. So uh, last week, we started a Monday morning couch potato bracket challenge. That's right. And who's who's? Do you have it up? I have it up. Let me refresh. Because okay. you know, obviously, there's standings, and uh, well, let's put it this way. So we've got there's what eight eight total brackets. Okay, eight total. The uh, the bottom three belong to Kevin. All right, Kev Dog. Bottom uh, three. Bottom three right now belong to Kev Dog. Uh, now his uh, his three champions are still alive. He 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 did three brackets overall. I'm assuming this is the same Kevin because it says Kev one two and three. Yeah. Uh, he picked uh, Iowa on his main bracket. Oh. And then he picked Michigan and Houston on his subsequent brackets. So what a variety! There you go. And then uh, tied for fourth are the couch potatoes. You and me, baby. We're tied for <laughs> We're fourth. tied for fourth. Okay. LV, um, although you're 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 you have the opportunity to get more points than me, um, probably because I've got you know my final fours out of whack. But and then you got Jaybirds in there a couple. I don't know who that is though. It's one of our potato fans. Yeah, um, I thought it might have been Jason Baboonscock, who's one of our potato fans from up in Northern Illinois. But he says he forgot to put his in. Oh, how he conveniently forgot. I think yeah. he was mad at me because I told him that he you know told everybody all of our potato fans. That oh, he that's right. He was golf. a cheater. Yeah, so yeah. and number one on so far is our potato fan out there in northern Illinois, Steve O, Steve Wilhelm. Top potato fan. Uh top potato head. Top potato head with right. uh yeah, ninety nine point eight percent. I don't know what these percentages are, but whatever. Um yeah, you know what? And he picked Loyola to beat Illinois. That was his that's a big one. 
That's huge. He had number one Illinois getting knocked out heading into the Sweet 16. So, got to give him props for that, man. Well, he is from Illinois. He probably knows something better than we do. I don't know about that. Because he also picked Tennessee (laughs) to go, and they're not in there. So, he's got Loyola going to the Elite Eight. Are you kidding me? Well, he's one step away. Two steps away. Now, he also picked Syracuse, which I did as well. So that was a good pick for him. But yeah, hey, some uh so we did have some picks out there in the bracket, but what a what a tournament so far. You know, I mean, you kind of get an idea um how big or how many upsets you have when you find out when the first or when the last perfect bracket was was online. Okay. And um about I think it was about 6 years ago, there was somebody in I don't know, somewhere out in the east um, that had a perfect bracket through the Sweet 16. I'm sorry, into the Sweet 16. So he picked the perfect Sweet 16 and had one more um, one more win. Okay. And then he, he lost the second game of the, you know, the Sweet 16 or whatever, but he had 40, 49 games in. 49 games in. Um, this one, the last uh, undefeated brackets were 28 games. This this year was a little weird. Yeah. Well, probably because we didn't have one last year, and now we're having one after a whole year. This past almost two years, really. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, yeah, I know you're thinking about it. I'm not thinking about it. I'm yeah. thinking about the fact that you know NCAA they did have one game that did not get played because of COVID. Oh, that's right. And yeah. I got the win on that, by the way. Yeah, I did too. Was that Oregon and uh, like VCU or something? Yeah, Virginia Commonwealth, I believe. Virginia Commonwealth, oh, unfortunately, VCW? couldn't. VCW, Virginia Commonwealth. It was VCU. Okay, and uh, yeah, they had. Uh, you had to have. What'd you have to have? You had to have seven straight days of COVID free just to go to Indianapolis. You couldn't. Even, you wouldn't. Couldn't even go there once you had seven days in a row. And then you had. Then I think you had to have four days in a row free before the first game. And unfortunately, they they actually thought they were going to be able to field the team um, because you just had to have a minimum of five players, <laughs> which those have been, would have been some tired ass players. Oh but what the God. hell, dude? You're in the tournament. Yeah, you're going to play your heart out. So I mean, it's, uh, how do you feel about those teams that got snubbed? Right? How do you if you're one of those snub teams? And there, there's a few of them out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you're sitting there going, "Listen, we we played hard. We won games. We won lots of games, and we didn't make it to the bracket. And and now this team has COVID, and they're out. Really? Well, they actually did also have a deadline on replacement teams, which I thought that would, was kind of interesting. Where they said, you know, if that team can't go, they did have a whatever, whatever that deadline. If you know, but they passed that deadline. But had they been kicked out before that deadline? Supposedly there's a replacement policy or something. I didn't read the whole thing on it. But I thought about it. I'm like, well, what if? What does that mean? What if the fifth seed team that's playing number 12 gets, you know, gets COVID and can't, can't go in there, right? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And uh, then what, are you going to replace them with who? <laughs> one of those snubs? Well, one of those snubs weren't going to be a five seed necessarily. <laughs> no, no. So you're putting, you know, Appalachian, you know, state school of the – you know, blind in there or something. I don't know. So there you go. But big upsets, man. Oral Roberts. I don't think anything was bigger than the Oral Roberts um, uh, upset, right? The Golden Eagles. And you know what's funny about that game? I don't know. Did, so did you watch that game? A little bit. Not yeah. a lot. Yeah. So, well, we watched Oral Roberts win their second game. But that first game where they beat Ohio State, um, they they didn't shoot very well. No. No. I mean, they did not shoot very well. They were out-rebounded by a mile. I mean, Ohio State was crashing the boards, and, and um, you know, the Golden Eagles didn't get anything from their bench. Um, I mean, realistically, even if, if you looked at the stats, you'd think, how the hell did these guys win this game? Um, but they had, you know, that, that uh, who's the, they got the nation's top scorer, uh, Max Abmus, I think is his name, and then uh, the, the other guy, O'Banner. Uh, combined for like 60 points between the two of them to pull that upset. So they made the baskets when it counted, and that was a huge upset. Um, there was 121 brackets out there online that picked that because after that after that first day, there were 121 perfect – or first or second day, whatever, there were 121 perfect bracket, well, brackets. Well, what, what is not perfect is our brackets. No, far from it. 
I'm still crashing and burning. Illinois hurt me a little bit. I didn't have them. I don't think I had them go into the final four. I think all my final four teams are still in it. And I, I can't even tell you who my final four is. Well, my champion. So my champion almost lost because I had Houston winning. Man. Uh, Houston winning over Gonzaga. That was, and they, they were down by what? Nine with four minutes left or something like that. Yeah. Scored them 14 two rest of the way or whatever. Um, I've got Gonzaga, Michigan, Houston, and I had Ohio State. So that game we just talked about, I was yeah. immediately screwed. You don't you don't know your final four? I mean, I could tell you right now. Yeah. Tell me my Just got to do a couple two-tree clicks here and see what we got. LV708, you have Gonzaga, Michigan, Baylor, and Illinois. <laughs> you had Illinois. Oh, I did have Illinois, <laughs> in, the, Illinois no, in the final four. Looks like I don't have Illinois in the final four now. You do not. That's okay. I did not have him going to the final, that's for sure. You had Illinois winning it all. No, I didn't. No, I know you didn't. No, you had uh, Gonzaga against Baylor in the final. So That's good. I'm still alive. Yeah. Uh, We sucked, though. That's too bad. Right? My goodness. So, yeah, there were perfect brackets. There were only three perfect brackets left after the Ohio-Virginia game, and then once Maryland beat UConn, that ended it. So no more perfect brackets online but there you go so big college big college uh big games all weekend all weekend good good stuff to watch well uh you guys should have uh joined our monday morning couch potato uh bracket challenge uh, we got a few of you out there i appreciate everyone that has done it we're gonna definitely do a shout out to whoever ends up winning the ncaa tournament and definitely doing a shout out for whoever's going to win that bracket right. challenge. Yep. Right now, Steve looks to be uh, a Steve would be in the in the lead there. Mm. We'll see. We will see. Did USC lose, or you said they won? Didn't you? USC. Yeah, I have no idea. I didn't. I didn't notice that. But are we talking women's? No, no, we're not talking <laughs> women's. Some big, um, oh. some big players knocked out. Obviously, some big um, names. Uh, you got uh, Dosumu from uh, Illinois. He's probably one of the top five players in this whole tournament. Yeah, and he's gone. And um, uh, who's the other Cockburn? Cockburn over there on Illinois. The other one. He's a he's a, a pretty good player, and he is ousted. Um, and then uh, the guy that plays for um, uh, UConn, well, yeah, James, James Booknight. Because he ended up losing. Huh. Yeah, they're gone, too. So Villanova almost lost, too, or while they were playing poorly. But, but yeah, so we'll have to see, man. It's going to be interesting. We, we did get to see uh, Gonzaga. I mean, Gonzaga's got arguably, you know, two or three of the guys on their team are, the, are tops in this tournament. Sure. One of them being Timmy. Timmy. Yeah, you, you know, obviously you got Kispert's probably the the top guy there, and you got Suggs, but Drew Timmy, he's putting up eighteen points a game, so he's really rocking it. So Gonzaga's going to be tough to beat. They they're they really are yeah, playing well. Are. So I mean, I don't see you have Houston going all the way. I can't see Houston the way they played today. It, yeah, they can't play like they played today. I mean, they were they 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 were soft. Um, you know, they they just they weren't they're they're one of the better passing teams in the tournament, and they have not been able to do that really well. And so, I mean, we watched yeah. it. I mean, we watched it live and thought, oh, boy, if this happens. <laughs> oh, boy. So it was, it was not good. Nope. It was well, not what good. are you going to do? So I don't know. You know what? And if there's any couch potato fans out there, you know what? You didn't you didn't get into our bracket. No no big deal. But, uh, hey, it, tell me how many – tell it – what, hit us up on what is it, MMCP or whatever you yeah, got all that MMCP. And, uh, you know, how would you do in the first – Two rounds. How's your bracket going? Are you, you know, are you sitting pretty like uh, very few people are? Or, did, you know, are you just as bad as everybody else? Yeah. Probably bad as everyone else, mm-hmm. but whatever. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been interesting. It's been interesting. Mm-hmm. Though I'm happy. I'm happy, though. I'm happy. It's good. It's good to have it back. I mean, obviously, with, you know, with everything that happened last year and the, yeah. the COVID and all that, just to get back to things. I know it's it's been weird for the players and the teams just trying to prep for this and kind of ensure, you know, they've got a lot of expectations to make sure they don't, um, you know, have any kind of contaminations or anything like that. Yeah. And having it all in that one spot, you know, it's just interesting to see. And for them, you know, they've obviously they had some time 
to figure out how to make this work and pull it together. So it's good to see. It's good to be back. And, you know, here in Vegas, seeing, you know, the amount of people that were at the airport. I mean, to me, this is mm-hmm. probably the second biggest weekend in Vegas besides the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right? I for mean, sure. I've got, you know, lots of friends that would come here and got, you know, coworkers that would come here, and this was the weekend they would be out here. Um, you know, usually you'd have the college kids kind of coming to Vegas as well and coming to watch the attorney and, and things like that. So this place was packed. Yeah, it's good to see. Mm-hmm. Absolutely good to see. I mean, we Vegas needs it for sure. I mean, they've got, uh, they rely on that. I just can't believe that. Uh, what, what do we got here? Oh, good call. So Baylor, Baylor beat Wisconsin. So Baylor's in, right? And mm-hmm. Villanova over North Texas. So Baylor, Villanova. So they're in the sweet, what, eight? The Elite Eight? The, no. We're, we shouldn't be in the Elite Eight just yet. We're filling the Sweet 16 in right now. Okay. So Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. Arkansas. Arkansas. That's how you're going to pronounce it today. <laughs> they uh, They beat Texas Tech. That, you know. I like Texas Tech. I, I thought they would they would probably move up. But Oral Roberts, first off, Oral Roberts knocks out number two Ohio State. Then they come in and beat number seven Florida. I mean, there's no way. And Oral Roberts was on less than one percent of ESPN's tournament challenge picks. So less than one percent of the brackets that were submitted had Oral Roberts making it to the Sweet Sixteen. And 0.3% has Oral Roberts going into the Elite Eight. Somebody actually picked him winning it all, though. <laughs> and Oral Roberts winning the whole championship. Wow. But. Well, they got to they, they battle above, above, you know, they got to battle. The, they yeah. Climb up. Yeah. No, no question. I mean, you look and see. I mean, obviously, you're going to see. Typically, when you're looking at the teams that are that are in the, the in these brackets, the ones are going to be at the top, the twos and threes, so on and so forth. Um, Illinois was the was the number two pick on for people in the Sweet Sixteen, and they're gone. Ohio State was number five; they're gone. Yep. Right. I mean, so there's been some pretty hefty upsets. So Texas, yeah, Texas was up there. So they're, they're playing gone. out the Sweet Sixteen right now. So Oral Roberts is in the Elite Eight. Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't, and I'm not. Yeah, then I I messed that up. Then that's okay. That's not okay. I can't. I can't forgive myself. So ba- Baylor's in Elite Eight. Villanova's in Elite Eight. So the whole um, South and I guess the South bracket. I don't know what other bracket there would be. There's West, South. I'm sure, there's a North and an East. I would assume, but you never know. But, oh wait, there it it's is. It's Midwest and East. You're right. I didn't. I didn't scroll down far enough, yeah. my friend. Yeah. There you go. So they are in a. They are in the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah. Okay. See. So I'm not as stupid as you are. Good. <laughs> Good Idiot. call. So Loyola Chicago's in it. Syracuse Houston. Maryland Alabama. Abilene Christian. Abilene Christian beats Texas. That's a big one yeah. too. And te- like I said, I just said that Texas was huge. Yeah. UCLA wins, Florida State over Colorado, Michigan over LSU, or, you know, is playing LSU now. And then you've got uh, Iowa, Oregon, Iowa, which, you know, one of the couch potatoes, the potato heads, has Iowa going all the way, right? Kev yeah. Doc? Yeah. 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 Has Iowa going all the way. And, I, and I'll tell you what, I mean, I, I would not – Oral Roberts is going to be interesting. This is going to be this is going to be fun to watch because Arkansas or Arkansas, as you like to call them, they can be beat. And so it would be interesting to see if if Roberts can keep if Or can keep this going. We'll call him Or for short. Yeah, no, it's a it's going to be it's going to be really good. And right now, Oregon State is trying to make another potential monster upset. As as of right now, they are up on top of Oklahoma State. In the second half, still plenty of time, but they're up by seven. So, you know. Oh, if really? They, yeah. If they can figure out to win that game, then they they could potentially knock out, you know, somebody who could be the number one player in this tournament, and that's Cade Cunningham. Wow. You know, that, that's this is a kid that's probably going to be the top pick in the NBA draft. 
coming up. Yeah, we're going to have to see that. And so if, if, if Oklahoma State gets bounced, I mean, just – I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't looked to see, like, how many upsets there have been in the past, but if they get bounced, holy shit, man. This is upset city. I love it. There you go. So next up is our love of golf. So we, we went golfing today. Are we going to talk about that? I didn't cheat. Hey, I didn't cheat. Steve, Jay, couch potatoes. I didn't cheat. There's, there's, <laughs> I have to admit, I, you know what? I even called him out on, I thought he was cheating. I said, I said, T, I go, wait a minute. You're, you're saying you got a double bogey, but really you had a triple bogey. No, it's the, the penalty that I forgot. I just, I, I simply forgot penalty. Correct. That's okay. That's okay. And you called it and we corrected it. Okay. No balls fell out of his pants pocket. <clears throat> Jay. No, uh, no uh, balls were like, oh, there it is, even though it was OB. Chuck. What? <laughs> oh, whoops. <laughs> what about Steve? What did Steve do? No, Steve just doesn't know how to count. Oh, that's right. That's his problem. He just doesn't know how to count. So, so you know, we we basically call ourselves, you know, crappy golfers, or like what we would like to say, as we said in our intro, mediocre golfers. Yeah. And uh, there is a great, great opportunity for all you what douchebaggers, uh, four putters, um, slicers, dicers, hookers. hookers. Well, maybe not hookers. Oh yeah, hookers. Well, can, we are in Vegas. Hookers, hookers. can join for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um. There's a. There's a. Did you say duffers? Duffers. That's a good one. Yeah. Whatever you can think of, it's called the Mediocre Golf Golf Association. MGATour.com. That's MGATour.com. So Mediocre Golfing Association had an event in Las Vegas last week, and the president of the Las Vegas chapter, which is Eric Lamont, wanted to do a little shout-out for his Las Vegas The Bastards 2021. What a perfect name. Right? So they so far played two tournaments. They played the Las Vegas Bradish Open, and they've played the Las Vegas Bastards, but the the, Las- the Bratish Open. So instead of the British, it's the Bratish. That's correct. That's, okay, that's good too. And then they have Battle of the Bridge. That's that's a a that's not really an MGA tournament sanctioned, but it is a battle with the MGA chapter Arizona. I see. They battle each other. So this is basically what you and I and probably 99.9% of our couch potato listeners are. If you're a shitty golfer, but you love to go out and golf, yeah, this is this is the league for you. The, totally the league for you. I, you. I've been looking for people that play as bad as me. That's right. And you live in Dallas, and there is a North Dallas chapter. That's right. Which we're reaching out to, and we're going to actually get some tournament numbers, wins, that kind of thing. We're, we're going to help out these, these MGA tournaments, and we're going to help out with basically reporting off on on the game. So Las Vegas right now had the ba- the what is it the bastards at Las Vegas National Golf Course and the winner of that event was Richard Cardosi. Cardosi. Uh, I wish you wouldn't have said his name. He told his wife he was, you know, working. I know. Day. He shot he shot a lousy 91. Wow. 91 gets him in the money who won a dollar 26 folks listen you can win money here <laughs> he won a dollar 26 first dollar 26 i mean oh. it is fake money but you do get the big check folks oh you want to check it out check out las vegas mga and enjoy yourself so we've got richard cardosi dustin burns second shooting a solid 92 William Day at 93, 167 cents. Nick Manning in third, tied for third, shot a 93. Dave Shapiro shot a 95. Okay, okay, hang on a second. Hang on. Where would I have finished in this event? If we The had, way I played today. Okay. Uh, keep going. So Mike Condor, hold on, ended up, there's three, there's like five, six people with shot a 95. I don't believe any of them, by the way. <laughs> Clint Cartwright, no way. He's usually a lot lower than that. He must have had an off day. Well, let's keep going. So, first place was ninety-one. How many? Ga- let's let's talk. Let's say how many people played in this tournament. Jeez, a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. Probably like close to eighty. 
That looks that, that's a lot of people. Maybe maybe 40, 50? 50. Probably looks like it's in the 50s. Okay. So, of course, if you're a really really good golfer out there, you can DQ, but they still want you to come out. So, if you shoot in the 70s because you happen to be an ex tour player like Jeff Boggs is, he gets DQ'd. He doesn't win any money. But here we go. I'll let you say this person's name because I think I'm going to tear it up, to be honest with you. I can't see it. You can't see that right here? Anika Dormus? An- Anika Dormus shot a solid 150. That's now, not bad. Now, where would you fall? You would still fall inside of the 150. That's uh, yeah, so sure. I definitely wasn't in last. Actually, looking at that list, it's looking like I'm falling somewhere around 45th. You would have ended up 45th. Out of, so I would have been in the top or in the bottom quarter. Oh, boy. Yeah, for you potato fans out there that don't know, I shot a very robust 113 today. Now, I shot a 97. That would have threw me into tied for 13th place with uh, Gus Duncan and Mario Masello. There you go. Eric Lamont, the head honcho, the big cheese, shot a solid 98 and won three cents. Now, they also have fantasy golf in here. Can actually play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantasy golf, multiple tournaments going on through about six months out of the year. And at the end of the year, they have the world. So make sure you reach out to mgatour.com. Uh, just to uh, we'll rattle off some awards for the Bastards, we had Richard, uh, obviously, Cardosi, who ended up winning it. Most mediocre was about as mediocre as he can get. Aaron Cross. Biggest meltdown was Nick Manning. Longest. What do you have to do to have the biggest meltdown? He I think you have a club around a tree or or you I have. But yeah, I, I didn't get have. I I have not won the biggest meltdown. But no, you basically say you shot a 50 and then you shot a, on the front nine and then you shot a 70 on the back. Oh, isn't that what I did today? Pretty much. <laughs> Longest drive goes out to Nick Byrne, closest to the pin is Daniel Biggs. So uh, for our chapter, for the Las Vegas chapter, though, just so you know, if you end up like top two closest to the pin, ends up getting a free ride into the MGA Worlds event, which happens in Las Vegas, usually playing at the Rivera Golf Course. That's where we played, right? And then, of course, uh, what Anico? Anico? If we're if we're brutalizing your name, tell your parents to change your name. Okay, just saying. Dormus. Is that an apology? No. Uh, won the red key event. So uh, if you have the worst score in the tournament, you then get the red key. Ooh, what does it open? It opens you to the red tees <laughs> for the next tournament. You have to play from the red tees? So you play from the ladies' tees. Oh. And if you win the tournament, so I we're feeling sorry for Richard Cardosi because Richard Cardosi, guess what? If you don't know yet, because it doesn't look like you've played much in many events, you're playing from the tips, my friend. Oh, that's your reward. That is oh, your reward. God. So the for the following game, uh, the following tournament that you he's in, he plays from the tips. And if you play really bad, or if you're the worst one, you're playing from the the red. You don't the, have to play with your pants down or anything. I hope to. Uh, that's a possibility. Anything can happen. No, but for mediocre golf, there's also mediocre golf. North Dallas. The chapter leader is Greg Madrid, it looks like, for the North North Dallas chapter. They've got the North Dallas Rebel Beach Am-Am starting up April 10th at 8 a.m. They're going to be playing at Twin Creeks. So anybody's interested, please sign up for the Twin Creeks event. I think T-Dog might possibly. I want to have some people to play with so I don't have to play with myself. Okay. Oh, that came out wrong, didn't it? <laughs> no, it came out just right. So, Or it came out. At least something came. Yeah. So there are right now currently 40 crappy players registered. And uh, T-Dog, you could be one of the Well, I'm not one quite of the many. crappy. I'm more like, I'm shitty. Is there a shitty level? There is a shittier level. Okay, good. Getting your whole ball. So, once again, uh, registration closes March 26th for April 10th. Oh, you better you better register soon. I'll be that. here. April 10th? There you go. Well, then I guess you can't play in that tournament. But the next one you should be able to play May 15th. You're going to be out here May 15th? 
<laughs> I don't know. I might be. Because on May 15th, that's their bastards, and it's played at the Plantation Golf Course. Not sure where that Plantation Golf Course is, but I'm sure it's nice. Oh, it's in Frisco, Texas. Mm-hmm. Is that near you? It sure is. All right. It's all north of Dallas. Well, that's the MGA. I'm telling you, uh, when we really say, you know, I gotta, we gotta do it. We have to do one little sound here. When we really say, let me see if I have it here, because it's important that we say it. Oh boy! Oh yeah, right here. When we really say, this guy sucks. He really does suck, folks. That's what the MGA is all about: having fun, having drinks, having laughs with your friends, and also sucking at golf. Mm-hmm. Let's face it, you four putt. It's all good. I did not have any four putts today. Well, as a matter of fact, I beat you in putts. You did beat me in putts, yes, but did. did you beat me in score? I'm not even close. Okay. Because it took me six to get to the hole, and then I one putt, and you get out in three, and you three putt, and you still beat me. Now, T Dog did play yesterday. We played yesterday, and he did. He did get a. Did you get a par birdie? I got a birdie yesterday. You got a birdie, and then he follows that birdie up with a solid ten. <laughs> On a par five. Good call. Yeah. Well, I did the same thing in, in Dallas. So, yeah, it's I've sucked. Whatever. Well, we got we got more to come here for Monday morning couch potatoes. We got more smack talking to talk about. And I'm going to start this one off right here, right now. Let's listen to this, folks. Yeah. Uh, hey, Brad. Really, right now for us, everything's on the table in regard to the quarterback situation and and honestly, that includes players on our current roster. That includes free agency, uh, trade, uh, the draft, and, and a combination of all those. So uh, we have a, we have a plan in place, and now it's about uh, executing that plan. Wow! So he had a plan in place, mm. and that plan apparently was Andy Dalton. Andy freaking Dalton? Are you kidding me? Chicago now has a redheaded stepchild called Andy Dalton. Oh my God! I, you know what? It's just who does it? What, this reminds you of what? Think about the Bears situation right now, quarterback Bears situation, and who did they sign four years ago? And they said you're our starting quarterback. Gave him more money than anybody else was going to give him. That's Mike Lennon. And what did they do? They came in and they drafted Mitchell Trubisky. And you had him nipping at the heels of Glennon. Glennon sucked a bag of you-know-whats until game four or five, and that's when they put Trubisky in, and his career started. Yeah. Well, the only reason Dalton wanted to come here is because they were told he's a starter. Yeah, he even said it. Yeah, like several times he said it. He's like, I'm going to be a starter. So are the Bears going to now be trading and trying to get a young quarterback again and go through this cycle all over again? Which they could have had. Deshaun yeah. Watson. Mm-hmm. They could have had uh, Patrick Mahomes. Thank you, Patrick. Without without trading up, <laughs> without trading up, either one of them. Mm-hmm. And they went with Mitch Trubisky. Well, Trubisky is now currently a Buffalo Bill, mm-hmm. backing up Josh Allen. And I mean, well, the point the the point I was trying to make with that is so. What what you what could the Bears could be doing here is let's face it they they really they didn't have the capital to get Russell Wilson they didn't have the capital to get you know Deshaun Watson and with everything he's got going on maybe we didn't want him but they really do you think they have the capital to move up in the draft to try to get one of the the top four or five guys that are going to go in in the draft and I don't think they do either I, I really I, don't no, think they do I don't think so and so. This is a situation where, you know, the Bears sort of were backs there against the wall. They had a tough decision to make, and they go with Andy Dalton, who now he's got familiar he's familiar with Laser, because Laser was his OC when he was in uh, you know portions of when he was with Cincinnati. Um but are the Bears now going to look at maybe a day 2 quarterback? You know, are they going to go try to find their Tom Brady late in the, um, you know, in the later rounds, you know, is that going to be somebody like uh, Kyle Trask? His name is coming up. They just actually, I think, went to his workout, Florida. Um, you got Ian Book from Notre Dame. I mean, he's going to probably be a day two quarterback, taken somewhere in there. Um, and then the kid from um, uh, Texas A and M, Kellen Mond, is his name. Mm. 
are they going to do something like that? Try to find their Tom Brady in the late rounds to come in and replace Andy Dalton slash Drew Bledsoe. <laughs> I mean, seriously, what what the hell? He just said he's got a plan, Ron. What the f- what is his? Is this really his plan? I, I you know what's extremely difficult to watch is John Mandala actually said something interesting. Every once in a while, he does come up with a nice little, you know, tidbit about the Bears because he's, you know, he's a passionate Bear fan. Yeah, he is. And um, and I don't even know the guy, but just based on everything that he's he texts and he, you know how frustrated he is with the Bears, how is it that Dallas thought he was worth three million for a backup role, but Chicago feels he's worth ten? As a possible backup role, could have been not, could have been a backup role, but even though they think he's the starter, ten million dollars, like, and like, it could be thirteen, based on how well he plays. I mean, there's some escalators in there. That and the scary the thing is, what if he does good? <laughs> now, are we going to be bitching about this? Let's say what that if he does good and the Bears don't. Like, are you talking that their record doesn't reflect him? No, doing good, or I'm he saying leads him to the playoffs. Yes. Okay, fine. It leads him to the playoffs. He's done that several times with Cincinnati, and they haven't won a single game, single playoff game. He's never won a playoff game. And he's mediocre, as to use the term we just used, in the playoffs. I mean, the, supposedly the Bears were interested in Jameis Winston, mm-hmm. right, who signed with New Orleans. He signed, his contract is like half of what Dalton's is. Now, granted, I know they were you know tripping over their you-know-whats to try to get Wilson or Watson or whatever, and probably, you know, that gave the rest of the QBs a chance to go somewhere. Fitzpatrick goes to, you know, the Washington football team. Not that I wanted him, but I thought we were going to get Smith. I, to be honest with you, yeah, no, I mean there was too many questions with him as far as health and everything else, and you know, I think this is this is one of those situations where they just they they were fami- he's familiar with the offense. He knows Laser. This presumably means that Laser will continue to call the plays next year, whether that's a good thing or not. Um, but what really, they really didn't have much of another, any other choice when you kind of really look at it and think about it than what they did. Because mm-hmm. they weren't going to get Wilson. I don't know what people, and even if they did. And we talked about this, oh my guys. God. I, you know, I, a couple of podcasts ago, yeah. what the Bears needed to do, possibly, what they would have to do. Now, they're doing exactly what we're. They've so far have done what we thought they were going to do. Like there's hasn't been too much of a surprise. We we felt that they were gonna they were gonna um, keep Allen, which they did. They're gonna have to try to resign him. Mm-hmm. Allen Robinson. We thought it'd be around seventeen million. It came in at eighteen million. Well, that's the franchise tag. Yeah, the franchise tag. And then we we said that they probably should release Buster Screen, which they did. I don't think we saw Kyle Fuller. No, we did say Bob, Rob, Bobby Massey. We did we say he'd be gone, but we knew that Fuller and or Hicks were in trouble because they were one-year deals and they were eating up a ton of cap space. I think thirty million between the two of them. Yeah, but I thought it was going to be them trying to rene- renegotiate and try to push some of that off. But that's what's gotten the Bears in the position they're in now, mm-hmm. pushing all that money off. So, you know, there is a point in time where as a football general manager, you got to say, okay, you know, it's kind of like when we were talking about, you and I were talking about the way I used to buy cars. Yeah. I'd buy a car and six months later, I'm like, oh, I want that car. And the dealership would say, well, you're $1,000 upside down. We can roll it into the loan. Sounds good. Six months later, I'm like, oh, I want that car. Well, now you're $3,000 upside down. You can roll it into the loan. Okay, I want that car. Then I did it again. Finally, they said, dude, you're like $9,000 upside down. <laughs> We can't roll that into the loan. The bank's going to say, go pound sand. Same thing here. You can't just keep pushing off these damn signing bonuses. Because eventually, this is what's going to happen. Yeah, you're going to have to be called upon to pay up, pay the piper. And, and, and the Bears are in the unfortunate situation right here where they had they put themselves in a position to have a stellar defense, and they put all their eggs in the Trubisky basket. And he just... The, the biggest problem with Trubisky, which he didn't have... He had in college, but early on it seemed like the Bears were teaching him to get around that. But over the last couple of years, he just fell off the table, and that's the ability to read defenses. He just 
struggles so mightily with that. And you just, you can't do it anymore. As many people have wanted to say, I would rather have Trubisky and give him another chance than bring in a Dalton or any of these other aging guys. No, Trubisky just, the guy is garbage. He just could not read a damn defense. And you can't have a quarterback out there that's just kind of looking around going, oh, shit, what do I do? Yeah. And that's what we had. Yeah, that's what we had. And now he's in Buffalo. So a couple of roster moves for the Chicago Bears so far that we are happy to report on. Bears have signed free agent linebacker Atochu. Who? (laughs) He's from the the Denver Broncos. A-T-T-A-O-C-H-U. Oh, there you go. He's 6'3", 252 pounds. Guy paired in 74 games with 23 starts in seven NFL seasons. The Chargers, Jets, and Broncos. So he's you know he's a seasoned, kick it around kind of guy. Mm-hmm. They also inked veteran cornerback uh, Trufant, which you feel is mediocre at best. Yeah, his he he was he's not he's not he's as far as what we're replacing Kyle Fuller. Yeah, I mean Johnson, if Johnson continues to play well and doesn't have a sophomore slump, we got a good one there. Yeah. But now you put Trufant on the other side, he, Johnson becomes your number one. And then Bears had former Cardinals DL Blackson. Of course, we talked about Bears releasing Fuller. We also think they might even release Hicks too, right? Well, supposedly they the news out there was they they allowed him to the opportunity to seek a trade if he so felt. I believe they'll save somewhere in the neighborhood of I don't know ten million or something under the cap if he goes. They're only two and a half million over right now, under I should say. Mm-hmm. Well, they've still got more holes on this offense. They've got to sign their their draft picks. Right, so they got to be able to have money for that. So there's going to still be. I mean, they they re they redid Khalil Mack's contract. I think his cap hit in 2022 is now like 30 million. Yeah, jeez. You know, they redid his. Uh, they redid Eddie Jackson. They redid um, Cody Whitehair again. I think he's he's actually had his um, contract. He had had his contract adjusted like. Three months after he signed the first one, they're like, "Hey, you know what? Can we actually do this? Do this again?" Because do they lose out on any money when they're renegotiating? Do the all? players? Yeah, no. Typically, it just they spread it out. They just pay it differently, so they okay. can spread it out over the years. Instead of giving you, you know, five million dollars in base salary this year, I'm going to give you two million, and I'm going to give you a three million dollar signing bonus. And if it's a three year deal, now only it's only a million dollar hit for Got three it. years. So I mean, but. But and you know there's there's obviously things with dead money and things like that. But the the sad thing is, and this is actually what what really pisses me off about Ryan Pace when I when this whole thing went down. So they they did a um, press conference and they pushed Andy Dalton out there and said, "Here, we're going to introduce you to the Bears Bears media and go mm-hmm. out there and talk to them." Yeah, good luck. Yeah. What kind of shit is that? That you go on and you you go out there and you say, you know. We're gonna. We have a plan. We're gonna have a quarterback plan, and then you don't even come out and explain why Andy Dalton was part of that plan. Mm-hmm. You just push him out there. What kind of bullshit is that? I mean, Ryan Pace, dude, that guy's he's he got to go because <laughs> yeah. I, I you know what? I get that this is probably the best the Bears. I I didn't have a lot of faith in what what was going on. You know, all these people are like, wow, we could get Wilson. I'm like, guys, we're not getting Russell Wilson. It's not going to happen. It was a pipe dream. It, it was, was a pipe dream. At least it was It was oh, possible. Well, we can trade up to... Well, plausible. You know, whatever. We can trade up and get into the top five and get one of the... No. We just don't have the, the right pieces for that. And more and more, it just looked like either a Winston or a, or a Dalton was going to be that answer. Mm-hmm. Get that. But to not come out and say, all right, here's why we went the direction that we did. Here's, you know, here's really what... You know, I know they, there are... Um, you know, there's info out there on what they said they offered to Seattle. What do we hear? Three first rounders, yeah, a third rounder, and Hicks and Fuller. Mm-hmm. Think about that. We were giving away two of our top defenders, mm-hmm. and and three first round picks and a day two third round pick. That's a lot of capital for a 32 year old quarterback. I get it. It's Russell Wilson, but. Look at what he look at Watson this year. Yeah. One of the best years that, that he's had as a quarterback. What 30 something touchdowns, eight interceptions. I mean, he had a great year. They were four and twelve. That, that that come on. Seriously? What are you gonna do? You're gonna give away the farm for your quarterback? No. 
The Bears need to find somebody who can understand quarterback talent, draft it correctly, and develop it. And I blame Pace. That guy sucks. Yeah, he does suck. Get and that. Where's that bus? Get that bus warming up because that his ass is getting run over by the smack wagon. Beautiful. I, how many times has he gotten run over? He's got to have tracks running from his ass to his head. I mean, because we've run him over like ten times. He's got a yeah. He's got a pile. But on the Dallas front, mm. we got to get off a little bit of Bears. the Bears. But Dallas front, it looks like Callis. Uh, Callis. Callis. Who's Callis, anyways? Basically, from Dallas front, it looks like they did sign Dak Prescott to yeah, a... they re-signed him. Long-term and, deal. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think that was the right thing to do. I think prior to him totally smashing his ankle and banging it down on the field to try to get it back into place, he was having a pretty great year. Yeah. He was off to a stellar year, actually. And they could have they let him walk. They could have with with the with the type of injury he had and everything, but they didn't. They chose to sign him. Yeah, and Dallas. I mean, that was that was their biggest move they had to make this year. And be, you know, they did, they didn't have a lot of room to make any moves either. So they were going to be the the second and third tier. You know, they're basically going from the bargain bin um, to bring guys in. You know, I know they signed Neil the safety. Um, to a one-year deal, and they got the offensive tackle from the uh, Bills. I don't remember. I don't remember his name, but so they haven't made any splashy moves. But they weren't going to be. I mean, they just not. Mm-hmm. You know, they had to re-up him. They did re-sign um, their cornerbacks, um, uh, Goodwin and uh, what's the other guy, Lewis. So they couldn't make a. a they're not going to be able to make a ton of moves in the actual free agent market. So they're not getting very good grades when you kind of you know when the experts graded out on well the free Dallas. Agent it looks like I'm looking at Dallas's free agencies, free agent so far. It looks like they picked up Brent Urban. You know who he is? Uh, he actually was from the Bears. That's right. Mm-hmm. Dallas and, and Chicago have some kind of unique, um, you know, like relationship. Um, they also picked up Ty Ty Niche, Niche Jake Jake McQuaid. Uh, Carlos Watson from Houston, Texas. Brett Urban, the Chicago Bears. Tyrell Basham from New York Jets. And Basham. Basham. I hardly knew him. And Canoe. Canoe? Canoe Neal? <laughs> it's not Keanu. Keanu, like Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Keanu Neal uh, from the Atlanta Falcons. Keanu. That's as bad as, so, as a keel. Right? <laughs> so... Steve loves that one. Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> Andy Dalton went to the Chicago Bears. Dak Prescott stays, signs a four-year contract. Noah Brown stays with Dallas. Malik Turner stays with Dallas. Cedric Wilson stays. Uh, Blake Bell, the tight end, heads off to Kansas City Chiefs. Um, looking to see if there was anybody else of importance. Rondell Carter stays with Dallas. Wood stays with Dallas. And I don't think you guys lost anybody big that I would be terribly, you know, concerned about. Well, the Raiders made a nice move, right? Didn't they sign that uh, defensive end from um, the Ravens? Ngaku? Ngaku. Vianic. You got, a, what, 20, 30 million from uh, the Raiders. Yeah, I was just going to get to the races. But anything new happening down in Dallas that you're aware of since you're down no, there? No, it's been anything? quiet. I mean, it's they've had to have been because it's just, you know, it's definitely not like New England where they're spending half a, a billion dollars on free agency, it seems like. So right now, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders' uh, new acquisitions is John Brown, wide receiver, Lester Cotton, senior, guard, Keanu Drake is a running back, Quinton Jefferson, defense and tackle. Yannick, what did you say? Ngaku. Ngaku. Uh, Solomon Thomas, defensive tackle. They also re-signed, I'm trying to see if there's anybody that, I'm like, oh, you know, that 
Thank God they resigned. They resigned yeah. at least three, six, nine, eleven players, but they still have some unrestricted free agents that they have the Jason Witten. Go figure. Mm-hmm. All right? Do you think he wished he's he was back on Monday Night Football? <laughs> Jeez, not as a player, right? And then uh, restricted free free agent is their kicker, Daniel Carlson. So the uh, Las Vegas Raiders uh, haven't really been doing much either on the uh, on the free agency. I don't think anybody really has you know killed it out of the park. And you know w- what happened to all this? Like what? Well, I was going to say there's no there's nobody left because New England is signing them all. I mean, they signed the top two tight ends, Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry, on the t- you know for to monster deals. I mean, they want to get back to the day. When they had the two-headed tight end monster. That's fine. Who's their quarterback? Right. Well, right now, you know who that is. It's Cam Newton. I understand. But that's the problem. Yeah. I mean, the, it's the, not really the quarter. You know, the, it's not really. They're taking the they're taking a page out of the Dolphins book from a couple of years ago where they just made a bunch of monster signings. I mean, there's going to be, who knows what New England's. I mean, they were flush with cash. Or cap room, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and who knows what you know how these are going to play out. I mean, they they signed some big names, um, you know, Matt Judon from the Ravens. That's going to be an interesting one. They gave him a ton of money. They made some head scratchers, though. I mean, I get, you know, they want to go back to that kind of two tight end kind of deal. But um, Nelson Aguilar, I mean, wow. are you kidding me? They gave him like twenty six million dollars or something like that. I mean, he's he he's pl- garbage. He played, well. He re- he rejuvenated his career in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. but and he played he played really well. He's not a twenty six million dollar man. I'm sorry, I, I don't see that at all. So that's that's that was kind of garbage to me. But um, they went there. They went for quantity. I mean, they're signing a ton of people. It's crazy. But if you want you want to talk quality, I mean, you could talk about the Jets. I mean, they signed Corey Davis. They got some some help in there in the wide receiver position. Um, you know, Carl Lawson, they stole him away from the Bengals. And what about the Giants? And the Giants just gave a ton of money to Kenny Galladay. I mean, this is a wide receiver that supposedly the Bears made a strong push for. Yeah, supposedly. Right? We've been hearing a lot of well, you know, and it makes you a lot wonder. of stories out there. Right, makes you wonder if they were kind of making the push for Kenny Galladay to get, you know, kind of push Allen Robinson to sign his, his, his tenure, um, which, you know, he did shortly after those rumors came out, but whatever. Or was he, were they looking to get a another wide, you know, a guy on the wide receiver core to, to, for Andy Dalton to throw to? But there's no way they were going to get into the $18 million range that the Giants gave him. Not a chance in hell. I mean, no. They wouldn't have been able to afford it. No. So that I think was a pipe dream as well. You hear, you keep hearing this shit about the Bears. Oh, the Bears were in on this guy with what money? Now again, <laughs> that means they're cutting guys like Hicks and shit like that because they're they're making those signings. Yeah, but you know the Giants get their man and they get Daniel Jones, somebody to throw the ball to, and you know Galladay's that he's that that possession guy. He's like Allen Robinson. He's going to fight for you. He's going to catch that that football. Those contested throws are going to be won by him more than the defensive back more often than not. That's what you get with Allen Robinson as well. Yeah. So big signing there by the Giants, I think, in my opinion. But, I, you know, you can give the Jets a good grade. Um, I'd give the Giants a, get a good grade with that. They also got Leonard Williams in there. So, you know, there are some teams out there that made some pretty good moves. People are ranking the Bears, though, probably going to be dead last as far as free agency moves. And I know a lot of the shit, you know, you can't, we're not going to win games on paper. I get it. I get it, too. Yeah. But, Still, I mean, it's still nice to see. I mean, Dallas had so many teams that look so good on paper that ended up just being total garbage. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of times you see that, and then people just scratch their heads and go, "What? What? You know, what are you going to do?" And of course, you got teams that don't even sign free agents. It seems like like the Packers. Yeah, I mean, they haven't even. I don't think they signed anybody of note yet, other than re-signing Aaron Jones, which to me was a head scratcher. They gave him almost fifty million dollars. Mm-hmm. Dude, running backs. I mean, you can you can find you can find running backs on day two to come in there. Oh, I, I easily. Mean, I, I mean, I like Aaron Jones, but I don't know that anybody else was going to be paying him in the market at forty eight million, I mean, fifty million dollars. Most of our running backs that we've received, even for the Bears, you can get them day two, day three, day four of the draft. Well, I mean, it's look at look at Montgomery, look at mm-hmm. Howard, Tariq Cohen. Mm-hmm. 
you know, those guys, those guys performed well for and you use them for a couple of years and then you just, you know, you get new fresh meat, mm-hmm. fresh meat. But yeah, I mean, the bears uh, are who know, we thought they were. There you go. Bears fans. You have your quarterback of, you have your fix. Trubisky's gone just like you wanted. Nick Foles is still there for now. You know, it, I feel like with Trubisky, it's like, this is like, here we go. You wanted him gone. But now you got to pay the piper. You got to pay. You got to now. You have to deal with whatever comes as a quarterback. That's what happens when you make like you almost. Moves. I get it. You almost. You should have just. Andy Dalton is Andy Dalton better or worse than Trubisky? Andy Dalton is. You're asking me if he's better or worse than Trubisky? Yeah, I'd say I'd say Andy Dalton is. That's a tough. That's a tough question. I would say Andy Dalton is better than Trubisky. Really, simply because of his experience and the fact that he can read. He's he's and he's he gets the ball out of his hands quick. The problem I have with Dalton is he turns the football over. Yeah, that's the problem. We we don't need that. We need somebody that's smart with the football, doesn't make those kind of mistakes, and. The one, th- the so here's the thing that bothers me about Andy Dalton, though, Ron. Big big issue with Andy Dalton. Yeah, is and I think I read this sometime during the week when they, you know, the Dalton rumors were starting to swirl. I mean, he's a guy that if you give him a clean pocket, right, and you think most quarterbacks are going to do really well in a clean pocket, he was like one of the worst. Yeah, he was like down there with current Bear Nick Foles. As far as clean pocket, good situation, what's your completion percentage, you know, how how good are you doing? He's down there with Nick Foles. Those guys rate down there. You know, there's all those kind of like obscure stats and shit out there that you can look up and sure. and that. That's a pretty big one because he's coming into a situation where he's going to be under a lot of pressure. Yeah. And I'm not talking just being under pressure of being a Bears quarterback. You know that. Yeah, you better hope there's no fans in that stadium. Yeah. Pressure by, oh, my God, he's going to be booed after the first three and out. <laughs> but just the pressure from um, having a shitty offensive line, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and so he's going to be – and so he's not good when the pocket's clean. He's going to be in a dirty pocket. So it's like, holy crap. So that's what scares me. Um, Trubisky's in that kind of that same boat, but he also doesn't know how to read defenses. He's not, he doesn't, he's not smart in that way. He's not fast enough. That's the that's the only the, reason I, I think don't, Dalton is, okay, is a little but, bit of an upgrade I, over Trubisky. A little bit. Yeah. Not much. Not much. No. Yeah, I agree. But I don't think I mean obviously Trubisky wasn't the answer and neither is Dalton. You know, just because he's slightly better doesn't mean I'm happy that they got Andy Dalton. No. I'm not. No. Yeah. God no. damn it. No. So that was perfect, by the way. So NHL Thank you, Michael, from the office. We appreciate it. Thank you, Michael. We appreciate that. Um, we're, we definitely have to take talk a little bit of NHL uh, for the Chicago, Dallas, Las Vegas areas because it's really one of very few uh, sports that are happening right now. Uh, we'll talk Chicago first. Chicago's played 32 games out of 56, by the way. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting close to the end. They finally are in fifth place. Columbus is caught up. Well, we're, they're tied, I believe. I think they have the same amount of points. Yeah, but Columbus has the edge. Chicago's lost four games in a row. Mm-hmm. They lost today against Tampa Bay again. They're 14-13-5 for 33 points. They're in fifth place. I didn't think Columbus would catch, but when you lose four in a row, I guess you can. Um, yeah, they weren't way up on them. It's interesting, though. 32 both played in the same amount of games, but once again, Tampa Bay with 48 total points, Florida in second, Carolina in third, Columbus and Chicago tied for fourth, if you want to, want to say, Nashville, and then Dallas. Dallas is, you know, they're catching up on their games. They only have 28 points. They're 10, 10, and 8. But Chicago, man, oh, my goodness. How do you guys handle it? Well, the problem is, is that again, it's it's the defense. We can't. I mean, the last four games have been like the first four games of the season, right? I think we gave up twenty goals or something, or twenty five goals in the first five games. Yeah. That's how it's been the last four or five games. You know, they just can't keep the puck out of the net. 
and they're just they're just getting pummeled and you know they just it's it's terrible the defense we've we've kind of said it i mean this is not a good defensive hockey team no question about it no defensively i mean granted yeah you're getting you're getting smacked around by some of the best you know tampa bay I believe is one of the best in in the game right florida they've only lost what four or five games this year so yeah the blackhawks right now are getting kind of smacked around by the the premier teams yeah. in the NHL but at least make it competitive a little bit i mean show like you're a national hockey league one of the the original 6 you know come on i'm just well they brutal. are they are original well show it play like it they're playing like they this is the first time in the league <laughs> yes exactly you kidding me there you go yeah chicago can't get out of their own way I mean, let's face it. I'm pretty sure we're going to see a John Mandela post of a meme of Michael Jordan crying on the Blackhawk symbol. How much uh, you want well, to bet? Well, you, if he hasn't course, already done that, of course you're going to see it because he heard it first on Monday morning couch potatoes. So it's coming. He did. That's true. We expect that. Uh, the bottom line is, you know, some things need to, you know, and and even if you got back some of the players that that are currently on IR. Right, I don't think it's enough to get them to win unless they're scoring a lot of goals. I'm trying to see who's on IR right now. Well, we know Jonathan Taves is on IR, mm-hmm. and um, but it's you know it's spelled toes. Did you see you see that commercial when it was like election time, you know, like years ago, and and it was like. Uh, who wants to vote for Jonathan Toes or Taves spelled like Toes? And they showed some hairy toes. It's like, I don't oh, know. Jesus. But uh, that's how they're playing. Like, you know, even if John Taves comes back, he's offense. Still doesn't really help the defense. No. You really needed Seabrook. You need him to come back. He would have been helpful. I, I just don't know. Man. I just don't know. Well, and their penalty killing sucks. What the hell? Oh. Yeah. Mean, so they're one of. The, I think they're one of the worst in the NHL at that. I mean, that's you can't. well. Taves would help with that, right? Mm-hmm. So Taves, Taves comes back. He's probably your best face-off guy. Mm-hmm. And to to help with penalty kills, you have to win faceoffs and win them cleanly, and even possibly for scoring in that. Mm-hmm. But if you are not winning your faceoffs, you're going to have a hard time controlling the game where you need to control. Oh yeah, hard time. So, all right, what about the Golden Knights, baby? Wait a minute, I'm not done with my Blackhawks. Oh, stop beating up the Blackhawks! <laughs> stop beating up the Blackhawks! Come on, <laughs> you sound like Goat Boy. Go oh, for it. Saturday night. <laughs> oh. Bottom line is, yes, I, I'll beat up the Blackhawks because they are who I thought they were. Crappy. Well, yeah. going back, you're absolutely right. We got the Golden Knights. Golden Knights right now, they lost their first game. Uh, they had a 5-0. Five, five and oh. They're leading the West with 43 points. They're 21-7-1. They've lost one. Colorado's won six in a row. Geez, they're on a tear. They have 40 points. And Minnesota in third with St. Louis in fourth. Los Angeles finally creeping up. Anaheim, San Jose, and Arizona are <laughs> losing. What? It's so funny. I see the T I see the T Dog laughing over there. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure you are. So um, the North, the Canadian teams right now, Toronto, Edmonton, Winnipeg, Montreal, Vancouver, Calgary, and Ottawa. So that's your NHL wrap-up. We're going to wrap up this Monday morning couch potatoes because the T-Dog's yawning <laughs> over there. Maybe <laughs> well, even, I'm laughing. Maybe even tooting. Toots McGee. Yeah, what are you going to do? But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. What are you going to do? I'm not going to do anything. I didn't. I didn't do it. I promise. Ryan Pace, you suck. That's all I got to say. Oh, there you go. Ryan Pace, 
You've got some angry potato heads out there. You've been listening to Monday Morning Couch Potatoes. Visit our website at mondaymorningcouchpotatoes.com. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at MM Couch Potatoes. Listening to this podcast doesn't make you any smarter than you already are. The Monday Morning Couch Potatoes is here to stay. Thanks for listening. And I'm out of here.